I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. When you go to look at an audio, you can go to save it. If it won't let you save it, you know that this artist does not want their music used in connection with a business use. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? We'd love to know what you think. For today's episode, we're chatting about licensing, specifically using Canva and music and TikTok and Reels for business legally. It's it's a big conversation and we're excited to have it with our guest, Maria spears Alice. But before we go any further, Jesse, what are you drinking today? So I am actually just drinking the good old Boda Box wine uh, today, the Pinot Grigio flavor. Normally I go for their Moscato, but um, I don't have any. And so I'm stealing the husband's Pinot Grigio. I'm just, I'm going to stick with water today. Yeah. Sounds like, <laughs> sounds like a plan. Because this is a very important discussion that we're about to have. So let's get right into it. We are going to welcome on our guest, Maria Spears-Hollis. All right. We have Maria here today. She is an attorney bringing peace of mind to content creators and online brands when it comes to IP protection, contracts, and internet law. Her goal is to help clients before it hits the fans Mm -hmm. so that if setbacks happen, they'll bounce back faster. When Maria isn't hammering away at copyright issues or recording a YouTube video, you can catch her dancing to Motown hits with her two sons, cooking with her husband, learning about herbs and medicinal plants, or hollering at her dog to get down from the couch. I totally can relate to that. And today we actually have two episodes with her. They're going to be back to back. So make sure to listen into both with her on some great legal topics. And for this episode, we're going to hone in on how to ensure you're using Canva legally. And for those of you that use TikTok, how to ensure you aren't getting into trouble with using music on the platform. Maria, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. We are so excited to have you. This is a conversation that we had not even thought we really needed on the show, but we're excited to to get into it. But first off, this is Cocktails and Content Creation, so we must start off with what are you drinking today? I am drinking very exciting electrolytes in my water, uh, but if it were after five, I'd be drinking a gin gimlet. <laughs> Ooh, that's a new one. We haven't had that one on the show yet. Oh, yeah, go especially summertime. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well... Okay, so Jesse gave us a brief intro about, you know, what you do, but tell us a little bit in your words about your journey and what it is that you do as an attorney working with creatives. Yes. So, I mean, in terms of my journey, I started off in college, I was a voice major, so I was studying music. And um, this will date me, but like iTunes was new when I was in college and Napster and and um, or some other LimeWire and all that. People were downloading music illegally. Um, and I thought, you know, that's unfair to the poor artist. And so I wanted to fight the pirates and then nobody cared about <laughs> illegal music downloads. And, but that's what kind of got me to law school. And I always had that kind of creative streak from the music background and, um, thought I'd look into entertainment and copyright and all of that. And I did do entertainment law for a while. Um, when I got out of law school, I worked at CMT for a little while, I worked at another law firm. We did um, entertainment law and IP work, but I really, truly love, and what I still love is learning about someone's passion and what they're passionate about, whether they're passionate about teaching something 
um, or whatever it is and going in and saying, okay, what do we have here? How can you protect it? And, you know, how can, how can I protect it while you do what you love to do and not have to look over your shoulder and worry about this stuff? It's funny when you said that you were a music, you studied, you know, um, you were voice, yeah. right? You were studying voice. What, what was your, were you soprano, mezzo? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I can, t- I, it's, I heard when I heard your voice when we first got on, I was like, oh, she's got this melodic voice. I was a <laughs> soprano also in college. I studied musical theater though. Ah, um, I love yes. that. I, mean, I, I, I was a wannabe musical theater major. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's so funny that you're like, I wanted to fight the pirates. I was one of those. Oh yeah. I mean, weren't we all? I, oh, <laughs> Napster I for remember sure. L- LimeWire. For some reason, uh-huh. I couldn't get, I had one of those like really old like computers. And for some reason, I think Napster was too big. So I ended up on LimeWire. And I re- you remember when it was like dial-up internet? Oh, and yeah. like downloading music and then somebody to take would, hours overnight, oh, but then somebody would call and like interrupt oh, yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Things kids don't have to deal with today. No, <laughs> this is, I don't know. I think I was like in high school when that stopped. I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. college when that stopped and thank goodness for that, because my goodness, that was the worst. It well, a roommate, a roommate of mine got in trouble. She actually during oh, wow. in college, they were able to track her IP address and she got a letter Wow. saying cease and desist and i just couldn't believe it we How had much heard she had been the, downloading she was also that. very much into music i personally i'm like deftone i cannot sing and carry a note to save my life but she actually was very much into like actually musical theater and so she was very much into downloading music i was like yeah whatever yeah, the little note was like slid under our door one day and it was addressed. I just couldn't believe it. She was like, oh my gosh. Wow. It's one, it's because of Maria. She was <laughs> one of those people that was this fighting the pirates. All right. Well, that that's a that's a very like that's one of the more interesting kind of origin stories that we've had on here and like a neat way that you've segued into this industry. Now, this show is all about creating content and kind of making it easy in Canva has been, we're kind of getting off track of the music, but we will get back there. Canva is one of those programs that, I mean, we both, use, Jesse and I both use it. Uh, a lot of the people we've had on the show use it. A lot of our clients both use it. So what are the ways that people are using it? And I'm nervous to ask this question. <laughs> what are the ways they're using it illegally with or without even knowing it? Yes. So, so a big, so Canva's changed their terms. Um, and I've done, I do little recaps. Um, I have a YouTube channel where I do these kind of recaps. And so, um, literally two days ago, got an email. You probably got it too. I don't know if you read it or saw it, but that they, I opened it. I opened it, (laughs) but yes, I did see they opened up their, they updated it. I have, it's sitting unopened in my inbox at this time, but now I'll be able to read it with fresh eyes after, after listening to this. So yes. So a lot of it had to do with if you have an enterprise account, which I'm guessing a lot of content creators don't, you might have a pro account um, and you should, because a pro account is so worth it in my opinion, but enterprise account, I think it's for bigger, bigger um, teams. And so a lot of the updates had to do with that. They also um, created this acceptable use policy. Um, But, but mostly there are these little things that if you don't read the terms are not obvious. You, if you use, let's say, stock photos on Canva and Canva acquired um, Pixabay, and I don't remember the name of the other stock photo site, but there's a little ellipse, right? The dot, dot, dot. If you, if you're looking at a stock photo or an element, you know, a shape or a graphic, and it'll pop up and show you 
a little synopsis, a little screenshot of what you can and can't do with that thing. A lot of times it'll depend on whether it's free content or pro with a little crown in the corner. But for certain, there are a couple things that you can't do. And you cannot just download a stock photo by itself and use it, let's say on a blog post, unless, and it, you know, there's all these little um, special rules, but if it's a Pixabay photo, let's say, it'll say so. And the terms of Pixabay will apply to that photo. So you have to kind of go and follow the yellow brick road over to um, Pixabay and see how you can use it. The other thing that surprises some people is that you cannot trademark anything you create on Canva. So if you're creating logos, um, except for fonts, they do say that you can use fonts in a logo, but shapes and things that you find on Canva, you can't create you know, a logo for yourself. That is crazy because I feel like so many people do create those logos and you would yeah. think, so I looked into trademarking a few things. Um, mainly I run a course and I was thinking of trademarking the name. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would think that, so when I was thinking about doing that, I, I have an attorney, she actually specializes working with creatives as well. Um, you know, that they would ask that question. Oh, by the way, did you did you trademark this on Canva? Hopefully they would know to do that. Yeah, they probably wouldn't know to do that, but it's this interesting. And I I think there are even templates on Canva that are logos that you can like use for inspiration, I guess. Yep. Right here. Use that. Yeah. (laughs) So, so it's confusing to the user because if you don't look into those terms, you don't know, you see, you know, you see these templates are like, cool. Um, and it's such a great tool. I think on their end, it must have to do with kind of covering themselves. And what if by chance two people use the exact same elements and create the exact same logo, then what? So yeah. that's valid. Are there any other big no-nos that stick out? So we covered the stock photo use um, and making sure that whatever your, you know, those, those terms say, and if it's a Pixabay, then you have to you know, do the yellow brick road back to Pixabay (laughs) and then the trademarking. Is there anything else that sticks out? Yeah. I mean, you can't, um, you can't use it in a way that competes with Canva. So you can't create, you know, kind of a Canva lookalike business with those things. Um, You can't use photos in a way that would, you know, if there's a person or a person's face, let's say visible on a picture, you can't use it in a way that makes that person, paints that person in a bad light uh, somehow, or that's in a, political endorsement or an advertisement or something like that. So that may be good to know. Um, But those are kind of the big ones. So you can't like, if you have a campaign, you can't like create stuff through there. You'd have to use some other kind of like, like, um, well, if there's a person's face in it, if there's a person, right. You could create campaign material, but if there's someone's face, you can't use their likeness in that. Right. So because that person I actually had someone reach out to me. So I'm a brand photographer and they wanted some photos and I modified just some language in my model release because they didn't want like their photo ending up on a billboard with like some sort of political statement that wasn't, yeah, like, that they didn't want to be associated with a political message of any kind that they may not aligned with. So it happens, I guess, because they brought that up to me and it sounds like it has been used done in the past. So, mm-hmm. wow. um, so Who let's knew? talk, 
let's talk about ways then that um, when we log into Canva, what can we be doing to ensure that we are using it legally and that we're not going to get in trouble once we post these works that we create? So the best way is to, on that side bar, that kind of side menu, when you're in working on something, to use that little dot, 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 or do the mouse over to see what license applies and get that little pop-up of, you can do this and this and this. And there are like little green check marks that show you, yes, you can do this and no, you can't do this. So that's that's kind of the go-to. But I always say, when in doubt, just ask Canva, they'll tell you. Now, would, I mean, if you have a lot of questions or if you're finding that Canva isn't like um, helping you out, should people like be jumping off Canva and heading over to something else, some other? I, I, I mean, some of the things that I've learned, I've learned from clients who've asked very specific questions of the people at Canva. Yeah. Um, and so I think that they're the best authority because, you know, my view is just from reading their, their contract, their terms of use, which is a contract between Canva and the users. Um, so there is a, there is a license agreement that you can look at too. And they have little blurbs, um, under each paragraph that kind of break it down in, you know, normal English. Um, so that's a good resource too. So I'm on Canva right now. So I'm <laughs> looking at, cause I just want, you know, obviously no, know. our listeners, they won't be able to see this, but I'm on Canva. So I'm clicking on like, let's say an element. It's like a, let's do the triangle here. So I click on it and all I see, like I see the button that says free mm -hmm. and then the little info and it says all Canva unit. Oh, there it is. You have to actually click on the I to get more information. So yeah. Sorry, this one I says, that yeah. yeah, no, that's okay. So this one, so those are the listening. I clicked on the triangle and then I clicked on the, the ellipse mm -hmm. and then the info button, which brought up a new window that says, what is allowed this yeah. use Use this media safely in Canva design for personal or commercial use. You can use this in marketing or social media or even to sell merchandise without restrictions. And then there's two do nots. Do, don't sell, redistribute, or take credit for unaltered media provided through Canva. And you can't trademark designs with stock media, so be careful in using it in logos. Mm -hmm. So what does it mean to not to sell, redistribute, or take credit for unaltered media provided through Canva? What is that is a mouthful. Yeah, yeah. it's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, and that's where some of the confusion comes from because take credit for, I mean, for something like a triangle. <sighs> it's like such a widely, so you can't take credit for unaltered media. So maybe if it's just this triangle as yeah. displayed. Yes. Or, like, I mean, if we can use, so the, the, I'm, I'm in Canva too, and I'm looking and there's a, you know, a mock-up <laughs> of a screen and the screen has three women on it. And, and you do find those much more involved artistic elements, right? In that elements panel. Yeah. So I think maybe an example of this would be to take credit for, you know, one of those when you haven't created it. And maybe you create t-shirts with that, that element on it. And then someone else takes takes the same element and creates t-shirts you can't enforce you know your quote-unquote copyright on someone else just because you've made shirts because you don't own that anyway mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, there's I feel like we all need like an attorney in our back pocket <laughs> no well that's the thing I mean that's the thing that I've learned like just working with my own lawyers on like my contracts terms of service all the things that 
everything in legalese, it's like, you need it to be explained. And yeah. I feel like this is just me like out there thinking out loud. They do this on purpose <laughs> so that we can understand it. So that we need to hire an attorney, but, um, okay. So we're getting a little, okay. okay. Now so, we're getting very technical here. That's good because so, people will now think about it when they use it. Make sure to read those terms. Click on the little the little three dots, then the info button. You'll be able to hopefully understand with more clarity on how to use those. Yes. Um, but getting back to the music. So we started off yeah. talking about music because you guys, you guys have, you know, you're not tone deaf like me. Um, <laughs> so TikTok is another platform mm-hmm. that we're hearing a lot about. I am a consumer of content on TikTok. I have created some content, but I am that person that can scroll for hours. Um, and there actually has been... Um, as of recent, so we're recording this in July, there's been this uh, duel of the moms on TikTok. I don't know if you've seen it. No. So it's two creators. Oh, they, yes, there's, yes, yes, I have there's, seen this. I know you have not And seen this so there's, there's a mom who has original content and she creates great things. And then there's this other mom who has basically copied everything, including her own original sounds, aka her voice or whatever, and has then take credit for them for herself. So that's an issue we'll of like record them, but with the same theme, right? Yes. And the so there was, yeah. it's very much copying, but you know, mm-hmm. the idea of music or original audio that people then use to create, you know, their own, like the one where it's like the dot, like, I'm just a baby, like, <laughs> you know, taking those sounds, taking those audios, what are, what are some things that we need to think about when using trending audio and you know, music from big artists on TikTok. Yes. So, um, so it comes down to on TikTok and on Instagram, you'll have different access. You'll have different access to different sounds and music, depending on the type of account that you have. Um, and a lot of people will say, well, I'll just go back to personal account so I can like do the Lizzo dance or whatever. Um, so they can use music that they wouldn't otherwise be able to use. And I don't think that that's the best idea. Um, and these terms are also changing. Um, they, they changed more recently. I looked into them a year ago and then looked into them more recently. And maybe a year from now that we're having this conversation again and there are new rules. Um, but, um, but, you know, there's the personal account, there's the business account, and there's a creator account. So there's that kind of middle, you know, are you a brand in the traditional sense? Are you like a Nike? No, but you are a business owner on Instagram or on TikTok. And so on Instagram for personal accounts, you know, you've got access to this licensed audio because um, Instagram slash Facebook slash Meta has worked um, out licensing deals with with audio, with music owners, uh, recording, owners of the recordings, uh, rights holders. And if if you um, have a personal account, you have access to this. Now for business accounts, um, my kind of trick is to, when you go to look at an audio, you can go to save it. If it won't let you save it, you know that this artist does not want their music used in connection with a business use. So I wouldn't do a workaround to try and see how you can use it. I had um, no idea that was even a thing. Yes. Because if you, I mean, I've, I've I've tried because I'm like, ooh, this would be fun to do. And then you go and look. And usually it's an artist with the blue check mark um, on Instagram. So they're that verified account. And you go to save it and you can't save it. 
um, because I have a business account on Instagram. And so then, you know, like, Oh, I can't use this one. Um, it's harder if you haven't switched to a business account. And if you're a business owner, you should be a business account. <laughs> um, so, but, but, but in Instagram's terms of use, it specifically says that in their agreements with the, with the rights holders, that they enable only personal non-commercial use of music. And so if you're a business, you really can't use that fun <laughs> top 40 stuff. They do have a sound collection that has tons and tons of royalty-free music that you can use however you want, sounds and music and whatever. Um, but the TV show stuff, the the popular music stuff, um, just, just be careful when you're using it in connection with a business and be super, super careful if you're using it in connection with an ad. It's kind of funny because, you know, I've been trying, so I've been trying to get into more TikTok. Like I've been really doing well with, with reels and it's, you know, I go on to Instagram and now I I've got to look at what I've been, I have a, I have a creator account, so I don't know how mm-hmm. that may differ, but I have to look at the music I've been listening to, but like, I'll find a song on Instagram reels. And I'm like, this is the song. This is perfect fits with the, you know, with the action in my video, if it's the mood, you know, sometimes the timing is just there and you're like, yeah, this is it. And then I'll try to change up the video a little bit, but put it also on TikTok. Mm. And then I look for that same song. Not there. Like I had um, my daughter's birthday party was in Kanto themed. Oh, and yeah. so I had like on the reel, it, when it did really well on the Instagram reels and it was, you know, um, the family madrigal i don't know well you have kids you may know the song so the yeah. family madrigal was on there and on reels and it was like oh it's perfect and then i go to tiktok and i i can't find it at mm-hmm. all like it's very it's actually it's funny because people you know people have been talking to me about how great tiktok is and then i go on there and i'm like i can't find anything that i want for music so it's because they haven't worked out the licensing situation like yeah. reels has huh. i will find that tiktok search is not as as good as the Instagram. Site. No, I found that too. I found that too. Cause I did find something that I was looking for, but it was like, I had to jump through all of these hoops to get to it. And it was really difficult. Okay. So, but TikTok, or I'm um, sorry, Instagram has something that TikTok doesn't. So TikTok says, don't add music that you don't own, you know, which, which Instagram says too. And TikTok's rule, I guess you could say is that you definitely, definitely, definitely should not use um, pop music in any kind of ad. Now, their their description of business versus content creator is a little squishy. So if you have a content creator account and you see a fun song, I, I, I mean, always tread lightly when it comes to someone else's work, but I would say definitely don't use it in an ad. But if you're just using it in a in an educational post, there's an argument to be made that you have access to it, and so you can probably use it. Um, but and is that is that fall like this is on TikTok? You were saying yes, this is on TikTok. and this is creator specifically or or business as well. Uh, creator specifically, okay. Yeah, business won't have and similarly, businesses will not have access to um, the fun stuff. <laughs> I call it the fun stuff. <laughs> Um, but they also do have, you know, a, a library that you can pick from um, on TikTok. But on Instagram, it says that if you upload licensed music, you know, so let's say I just upload it from my computer. I'm like, I can't find, uh, you know, La Familia Madrigal. I'm going to upload it myself. They have a something. I'm sure it's a computer system that can 
recognize it and change, uh, change the description, change the audio, or just take the audio out. So, okay. So I don't know if you knew about this, but like for, um, in, this was on Instagram. I had, po- I was posting a video, um, with sugar, sugar, that like 1960s song. And mm-hmm. this specific night, Instagram was having a problem with all of its like, and it was, it was something that I saw on a bunch of the Facebook groups I'm part of like, Hey, why is it giving me a problem with my music? And I can't like, I upload it and I select the music and it goes on there. But then when I actually go to publish it, all of a sudden the music is missing and everything like that. And I figured out this workaround where basically Mm -hmm. I did a screen record. Right. And I read about this on like one of the, um, you know, Instagram hacks on Instagram reels, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And I read about this, that you can like screen record something in the Instagram app, upload it to, um, I use like InShot and like use the audio from it and put it over your video. And then you've got it in there and then you can put it up to Instagram. So that's what I did is I, I like did this whole workaround that took me way much more, way too much time for 10, <laughs> 10 o'clock at night than I should have been. And what was I doing at 10 o'clock at night doing this? I don't know. Um, But I got it up there and then it was fine for maybe five minutes. And then all of a sudden the music disappeared again. And I got this like thing about how, oh, we've relabeled your music, but there was still the problem going on. So it wasn't showing up. So like it actually had gone into my reel, figured out that it was the song Sugar Sugar, like who it was by, like without me even renaming anything. And then it is gone. I mean, and they, yep. they fixed it later down the line, but I was like, they can do that. That's crazy. Yeah. They're so, they're too smart. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of scary. I mean, how many people must they have working on Instagram yeah. to figure this out? Like, is this really computer doing that? That's a whole other question. <laughs> I don't, I don't think we should, we need to get into this. So. so if, if a business or creator wants to use, um, you know, licensed music or, you know, mm-hmm trending audio, whether it's like radio play or whatever, is there a way they can actually license that commercially? Do artists typically not like you'd have to maybe do work out an individual deal, but can you go on to like some whatever and download a commercial use for some of that audio? So there are subscriptions that you can get. Um, So it's not an individual license, but it's an outside service where you can subscribe and then have access to other music. I know um, kind of fitness um, professionals use it for if they're doing Zooms um, or social oh, media right. things um, because you kind of have to have licensed music for that for, you mm-hmm. know, for a class or something like that. Um, so there is an option that way. But I would say, you know, if you're just going onto Instagram or onto TikTok and you don't have access to something, there's a reason why. So don't be doing what I tried to do with <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was just because it wasn't working that night. It wasn't like it was... Right. There wasn't like a real, like I got it back, but that was, that was a little creepy how they could handle that. I didn't, I didn't love that at all. Mm. Wow. That's, um, that's like, so this is, this is really good information. So just, you know, don't, you know, while workarounds can always be a smart thing when it comes to some parts of content creation, when it comes to Instagram reels and TikTok, just don't, that's the, that's kind of the, that's the moral. That's the moral of the story. Don't do what I did. (laughs) <laughs> so um all right well this has been fantastic where can people find more about you and your services find me uh at spear ip law on instagram i'm also the internet attorney on tiktok 
and um, at my website, spear-ip.com. All right. And excited. We're going to actually have you back on for the next episode. So everyone make sure you tune in next week for uh, what we're going to be talking about, which is going to go into blogging. And again, kind of talking about the legalities in that world. And as I'm sure there's a whole other slew of questions that were, you know, going to come up, even though we thought we knew what we were talking about. (laughs) Just like today. Well, Maria, thank you so much for joining us on the show. We're looking forward to having you back. Thank you. This was fun. Thank you. So there were quite a few things that I had no idea about. The one that really came to mind was using like logos or creating logos and Mm. then having trouble maybe trademarking them down the road because I, I personally, like my logos weren't created in Canva, but, um, I know a lot of people do create logos in Canva. So that was a big, big, uh, I don't know. It was certainly that I learned. It was certainly an eye open conversation. And as I said, maybe one too many times, I am definitely going to be looking, um, back at, some of the songs I've used in my reels, um, some of the places where I may have copyrighted stuff in Canva, thinking that it's fine because I'm slapping that little C on it or whatever. Um, and moving forward, just trying to just, I mean, I, I know, I know I'm a small business and I don't think there's anybody that's necessarily like on my back about anything right now, but you know, we all want to, we want to think helpful and we want to think that eventually we're going to get, you know, the big, the big deals, the the big money, and that eventually we will be some kind of super celebrity. And then people will go back and be like, hmm, what, what have you been doing wrong in your career? And the, you know, you don't want to get tripped up. Um, so that is certainly those, it, it's just, it's just made me think a, a little bit more carefully about where I've been putting things and what I've been doing with my with my website with my reels and all that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think going forward we're both going to be a little bit I mean you have you know you've got like a lawyer that you work on a lot of the stuff with your your um business um but in just in general sometimes you just think you're fine doing something and then you don't even realize that it was a big no-no so yeah and even even though I've worked with a lawyer there's definitely a lot of takeaways you know and in working with a lawyer it's been very specific I need a contract please do my terms of service on my website my privacy policy those kind of things whereas you know this was a much broader discussion where I Mm -hmm. think there were still big takeaways for me as a creator especially especially a photographer who has a couple of websites and a couple of blogs right also very important so um yeah I think it was I think it was eye-opening and also, but not scary, not scary. Um, no. I think a lot of people get really nervous around dealing with law issues or legalities when they're running a business. Yeah. And what I think is really important to keep in the back of your mind is that doing these things are going to protect you in the future. So that, like she said, when it hits the fan, you're not like trying to backpedal or, you know, have have issues have a bigger issue at hand no totally agree i totally agree well again we're excited to have her uh, back on next week so if you uh want to continue this this uh look into all things legal for your business 
tune in next week for that. But for now, we're going to say thank you so much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. You can follow us on Instagram at Cocktails and Content Creation. We don't really do reels over there. So <laughs> we're not using any music illegally That in that point. Uh, you can also email us at Cocktails and Content Creation at gmail.com. I'm Kate Andrews and you can follow me on Instagram at Fashionably Kate and Co. And I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos or over at the Brand Photographer Method on Instagram if you're interested in learning more about brand photography. Make sure to tune in to next week's episode where we will bring Maria back to talk about more things legal. Until then, cheers your next cocktail. And happy content creating. Mm-hmm.